this is Talitha. And child, you shoulda, coulda, woulda. Hey there, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda is basically my podcast where I'm talking to you about things I should have, could have, and would have known how I would have done them differently. That's right. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my life through my experiences, hoping that you won't make some of the same mistakes of myself and my amazing guest. So sit back, relax, and you can say, child, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. This is another shoulda, coulda, woulda. I just realized, you know, we are going into the middle of June and I have yet to wish you a happy pride. That's right, it is pride month. Pride month is here. And I thought, you know, perhaps today we should chat about pride. I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, it is pride month and all. And I mean, I am an out gay, you know, gay liberty. Um, so, <laughs> why not discuss pride? Um, so, first off, I want to say shout out to all of the companies that legitimately support the LGBTQ plus 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 community. Um, although, actually, it's a lot more letters in that. We call it the alphabet because um, it's so many letters in the alphabet, but um, it's so many and so many and so many and so many. Yeah, uh, we, we should break that down, actually, what it all stands for. We'll, we'll do that a little later. <laughs> we'll do that a little later, what all the LGBTQs stands for. I'd be curious to know if you and the audience um, actually know what each letter stands for. Anywho, but shout out to companies that actually support the community. I also want to shout out to those families and friends that have accepted their loved ones as they have stepped into their truths and, you know, officially come out of the closet, which I don't like to say coming out of the closet. I mean, I think I think about my mom, actually. My mother, shouts out to my mom. We've been talking about her a lot this season, but I remember when some of my family began to learn about my sexuality, and one of my aunts actually told my mom, she was like, you know, well, why didn't you tell me that my nephew was gay? And my mom's response was priceless. She said, well, why didn't you tell me Shamika was straight? <laughs> I was like, wow, like she really, really accepts me. And it took us a while to get to that point. It really did take my mother and myself um, quite some time to get to that point. And I was raised in the church and I was brought up that my lifestyle wasn't right. And for the longest, I felt my lifestyle wasn't right. I, I literally prayed to God constantly to take the gay away from me. And my mother definitely when I first came out to her she said you know I don't you know I don't believe in your lifestyle however I love you and I accept you the way you are because you're my son 
And for me, that was a big step. And then later on, you know, that grew into one day her saying, well, you know, you were born this way and God made you this way and God makes no mistakes. And I was like, wow, when did she have that aha moment within herself that she actually took my lifestyle to the next level of acceptance? And I thank her for that. And it really did take our relationship to an entirely different level. And once I launched my book, Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda, Inspirational inspirational Mistakes Made by Me, my mother said to me, you know, I'm so happy that Nathan Seven Scott came into your life because he was able to step in and be that father figure for you and teach you how to be a gay man. And that was just priceless. And I'm in a process now where I'm looking to pass that torch. And I feel like I've mentioned before on the show, at least on a platform, that I'm in search of my mentee. And guess what, guys? I got a mentee. I'm super, super excited. Shouts out to my mentee, Aaron. Um, I'm looking forward to really supporting him and sharing with him what Nathan shared with me and how Nathan prepared me to be the man that I am here in your ear. So um, Pride Month has just definitely been really awesome so far. Um, Pride Month is a transitional month for me. I just moved. Um, I'm officially a resident of Dallas, Texas. Um, Yeehaw! I'm in Dallas! (laughs) Let me stop. But um, I'm just waiting for my accent's going to return. Accent gonna return. I'm shaking in my boots when that's gonna happen. I spent so much money to get rid of it. Yes, one of the big things at AMDO was losing that southern drawl. And um, here I am back in the south, um, fighting against it, um, going to bed at night, listening to, you know, standard American English accents to ensure that I'm still bookable when I decide to go out on the road. But I really do think that they've embraced the southern drawl. Like, the southern drawl has actually been embraced at this point like look at oh girl you know one of my favorite actors of all times you know who she is <laughs> legally blonde reese witherspoon reese witherspoon y'all say it with me reese witherspoon bless her heart well reese has a southern draw we love hers we do but um today's subject is not about reese witherspoon we are here to talk about pride month and we will dive more into pride month a little later we'll be back after this Are your chakras aligned? (laughs) I know mine are. You should definitely ensure that your chakras are aligned. Take a moment each day to kind of meditate and reset. If you need some coaching around that, you should talk to my homegirl, Jessica, from Just Be Inspired. Jessica is an incredible Reiki master that can get your chakras right aligned and everything back flowing. She owns a crystal shop where you can buy incredible crystals, like maybe a rose quartz or an onyx for protection. And she even does coaching. She is the Jack or the Jill of all trades. If you want to create your greatness, shift some things around, and maybe just be inspired, go and check out Jessica on Instagram at just be inspired. That's J-E-S-S-B-E-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D. Just be inspired. And remember, create your greatness and stay inspired.
All right, and we're back. So I'm going to utilize today's episode not only to celebrate Pride, but a lot of my listeners are actually, uh, believe it or not, a lot of supporters. And thank you so much for listening to the show, believing in the show, supporting my platform, and embracing, you know, me as a person fully. I don't really like to say lifestyle because it's not a lifestyle. It is Dwight's way of life. But thank you for embracing me on this life's journey. With that being said, I want to use today to kind of share some history, some knowledge, like what's the significance behind Pride Month? Like, where did it come from? And in addition to that, I thought we could break down LGBTQ because a lot of you guys just say gay and we're all not gay. We're actually very diverse and very, very unique, each and every one of us. So technically it is LGBTQQIAAP, which is why you might hear a lot of the community say the alphabet community. And we say alphabet community because it is so many freaking letters there. And to be honest, y'all, I don't know all of them either. I am reading them all for you. So I know the first ones, okay? So lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. All right. So that's the the main ones that we, we used to know. And it was like LGBTQ and that was queer. But now it's actually L is for lesbian, G is for gay, B is for bisexual, T is for transgender, T is for transsexual, Q is for queer, Q is for questioning, I is for intersex, A is for asexual, A is for ally, P is for pansexual. That is all of the letters. And also they missed one. Another one's actually two-spirited which I do embrace, and we go with that one too. So I'm going to update you. So actually, it should be LGBTQQIP2SAA. So these stands for L is for lesbian, G is for gay, B is for bisexual, T is for transgender, Q is for questioning, Q is for queer, I is for intersex, P is for pansexual, um, two or 2S is for two-spirit, A is for androgynous, and A is for ansexual. So what does two-spirited mean? You're probably asking. So two-spirited is a term used by some indigenous North Americans to describe those who fulfill a traditional third gender ceremonial role, the local democracy reporting service said. So two-spirited is basically you embody more than one spirit. So you have some effeminate traits and you have some masculine traits. I myself actually, I identify as two-spirited. Um, I definitely feel that there is a more, uh, I have this masculine part of me, but there is a more effeminate role. And even just sitting here, sharing that with you is is really just taking my own identity to another level and, and accepting myself and speaking my truth, which is a very, very beautiful thing. But with that being said, happy Pride Month. I, I do want you to know that pride is not all about partying. Absolutely, it is about celebration. Um, We as people in general, we love to celebrate holidays and love to celebrate holiday months. And especially us as, you know, the queer community, me being a gay two-spirited man, I like to turn all the way up. So what better way to turn up than Pride Month? So popping up all over the world, not even the United States of America, we have people that are celebrating Pride. They're having parties, events. Uh, This coming weekend in Dallas, I'll actually be there with... Uh, many, many people celebrating Pride Month. I'm actually assisting um, the Noir Mel team. We have a very special collaboration that we're sharing this coming Friday. You're like, wait, porn? Wait, Dwight, you work on porn? You will find out exactly what it is this Friday. I cannot, I, I, I can't share right now, but 
This past year, I was working on a very top secret project with Normel and Maha Media, along with D'Angelo Jackson. Shouts out to D'Angelo. And um, we're announcing it during Juneteenth weekend celebration, which makes so much sense once it's released. Um, Shouts out to Project Publicity. Shouts out to um, Dusty um, on PR. They've created an incredible PR strategy for what we're working on. And I just really can't wait to announce it to the world. Shouts out to Nova Novus Productions for believing in me and taking on this project especially since this project is definitely a little bit more risque than what we're known for. However, it is definitely going to change the world and really create an incredible dialogue that's very, very important. Intihu, back to Pride celebrations, but it's not always about the parties. I'm curious, and I'm going to leave you on a commercial break, but before I go, I want you to, you know, guess what is Pride about? What started Pride? Uh, what's the story behind it? And let's, I'm going to leave that little, you know, bite-sized nugget with you, what you think on it. And I'll be right back. This is a moment in shoulda, coulda, woulda. Okay. How are you? So we have a moment in Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. As you know, here recently on the show, I've kind of been like stuck on like Disney, Disney princesses, villains and whatnot. So why not continue, you know, the momentum? Um, Today's moment in Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda is what if Disney heroes made different choices? You know, I got some pushback. I had some people like, why are you rooting for the villains? Like, what about the heroes? So I thought, you know what? Let's make the heroes make some different choices. I mean, what if Cinderella didn't go to the ball? Hell, what if Cinderella wasn't cleaning the house and doing everything they told her to do? Like, seriously, what were they going to do to her? I mean, granted, it was three of them and one of her, but like, she had mice and birds and stuff all on her side. They could have all band together and turned against the wicked stepmother and her two trifling, unattractive sisters. I'm just saying. What if Simba never left the Pride Lands? Y'all, this is gonna get real deep because y'all know it was real sad when Simba's dad passed away. But like, if Simba never left the Pride Lands, would Mufasa had lived? Or do you think Scar would have found another way of, you know, killing his brother? You know, I feel like Scar was gay and like got outed and, you know, was disowned by the family and that's why he was doing trifling stuff. Um, But instead of him just leaving the Pride Lands, oh wait, he didn't leave the Pride Lands because the Pride Lands was full of pride. It just dawned on me. Happy Pride Month! (laughs) And last but not least, I'm only gonna do three guys. What if Snow White actually destroyed the mirror? Because, you know, she used to live in the castle. What if she had gotten, like, into, you know, her wicked, wicked, evil queen's bedroom to the vanity and, like, she crashed that mirror? She would have got seven years of bad luck. Hell, she already had bad luck. She was just assed out, period. Anyways, <laughs> this has been a moment and should have. Coulda, woulda. All right. So, were you able to guess, or did you know 
the history of pride? Anybody? <laughs> well, actually, pride started from riots um, and Stonewall. So the Stonewall Uprising was in 1969, and someone who was a prominent figure to really, you know, stand up for us, and one of the reasons we have pride is actually Marsha P. Johnson. So she was known as an outspoken advocate for gay rights. Johnson was one of the prominent figures in the Stonewall Uprisings of 1969. Johnson was a founding member of Gay Liberation Front and co-founded the radical activist group Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries called STAR alongside with close friend Sylvia, Sylvia Rivera. So she was an incredible activist who really was a huge force in creating pride. I, so it actually started from riots. So gay pride actually commemorates the Stonewall riots, which began in the early hours of June 28, 1969, after police raided the Stonewall Inn Bar in New York City's Greenwich Village. Um, Stonewall has a very unique place for myself, too. Um, Stonewall was actually the place where I was kidnapped, abducted, and raped on December 26, 2005. So a lot of history goes into that building, one including, or that bar, you know, my own story being there. But that's what started, you know, Pride. It was Stonewall. And we actually celebrate Pride in honor of what took place there on that night. And to even go even deeper and further into it, you know, what's also super unique is, you know, in New York, New York actually celebrates Pride the last Sunday of the month of June. All over the world, we celebrate the entire month, but in New York, that's the day that Pride is celebrated. And it was because of these riots and it's our way of paying tribute. The thing that I find so unique is often we don't talk about the history. We don't talk about what started Pride. We talk about the parties. We talk about the drinking. We talk about the celebrations, the new outfits, the flag. But we don't talk about the individuals that actually were there, that stood there in the trenches and fought the police. They fought back because they were told that our lifestyles were wrong, that what we were living for back then was wrong. And... Marsha P. Johnson, a trans black woman, stood there and created change. And she isn't even here anymore to see what that change is, although I do feel her spirit lives on and sees the impact. But it, it takes people like you and I to spread the real message as to what it was, because I gotta keep it 100. Within our community, it's very divided. You hear people talking about, I'm going to Black Pride, I'm going to White Pride, like, Pride should be Pride, damn it! But it's divided. And there's not a lot of recognition that's even given to Marsha P. Johnson within the Black Pride community, and damn sure not in the White Pride community half the time, and I'm just keeping it 100 a buck a buck. We've definitely gotten a lot better, but I don't see any of these major corporations that's jumping on the bandwagon and that's posting, you know, Happy Pride, this, that, and the other, you know, jumping forward and, and doing anything. I look at, for instance, I was looking at a post earlier today and it talks about companies that quickly throw up the pride flag. And in actuality, they don't support and their dollars have gone to um, politicians who 
have voted against our rights. AT&T. Period. AT&T was one that was called out. They gave <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars to candidates within the Republican Party who voted against our rights. Yet, people look at my community as a disposable income. What do I mean by that? Disposable income in the sense of typically we don't have a family. We don't. We don't have kids. So our money is going into our pockets, are going into luxuries, going into travel, going into trips, going into fine luxury clothes, going into beauty products. Half of us aren't even investing into properties just yet. Raising my hand, I'm included. You know, I'm investing into property very, very soon, though. I am, you know, doing the preparations. But a lot of my, you know, straight, cisgender, straight, heterosexual friends have already bought homes, have already started building these things at a way earlier age than me. But that's not the norm within my community. So these companies are tackling us, tackling our community because they know we're going to spend our money. It's truth. Hey, I'm calling this truth juice today. We'll be right back. You love me? No, like seriously, you love me? Well, apparently you do. You keep listening to the podcast. Well, wait, I have some great news for you. Not only do you have to listen to the podcast, now you have the opportunity to see me shoot the podcast. That's right. You can actually watch me live record my podcast every Wednesday by following me on Big O. What's Big O? Big O is this hot new app that allows you to follow your favorite celebrities, celebrities, performers, or even homegirls. It's really easy. Just go to your app store on your phone, download Big O, and follow your favorite, in my case, celebrity or podcast host. My user ID is O'Neal Appeal. That's O-N-E-A-L-A-P-P-E-A-L to follow me and find out what's happening throughout my day weekly. I spend about two hours a day on Big O having a good old time. So go and download the app now. I'll see you there on Big O. B-I-G-O. You son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. What the French toast? Do you think I wouldn't find out about your little doo-doo head cootie queen? Who are you calling a cootie queen, you lint liquor? Pickle you, come cry! You're overreacting. No, Bill, overreacting was when I put your convertible into a wood chipper. Stinky McStink face! You hoboken. So, let's play a little game. <laughs> so, I'm going to share with you guys seven facts that you probably didn't know about Pride. All right. The first one is number one, the first documented U.S. gay rights organization was founded in Chicago in 1924. Henry Gerber, a German immigrant, founded a Society for Human Rights, the first documented gay rights organization in the United States during his U.S. Army service in World War I. Gerber was inspired to create this organization by the Scientific Human Humanitarian Committee, a homosexual emancipation group in Germany. Interesting fact, right? Fact number two, the pink triangle was co-opted from the Nazis and reclaimed as a badge of pride. Before the pink triangle became a worldwide symbol of gay power, it was intended as a badge of shame. In Nazi Germany, a downward pointing pink triangle 
was sewn into the shirts of gay men in consecration caps to identify and further dehumanize them. So sad, but so true, guys. Number three, three years before Stonewall, a protest for gay rights started in another New York City bar. That's right. In 1966, three members of the Mattachine Society, an early organization dedicated to fighting for gay rights, staged a sip-in, a twist on the sit-in protest of the 1960s. The trio visited taverns, declared themselves gay, and waited to be turned away so they, they could sue. Number four, the mafia actually ran gay bars in New York City in the 1960s. It was an unlikely partnership, but between New York's LGBTQ community in the 1960s being forced to live in the outskirts of society and the mafia's disregard for the law, the two became a profitable and if uneasy match. That makes me think of um, Pose. Um, I, if you have seen this season where um, the amazing Electra Abundance actually um, went in cahoots with the mafia. Shouts out to Dominique Jackson, AKA Tyra Ross, Tyra A. Ross, for how she turned that role. Another little fact, I'm gonna just sneak in here a little bonus. Did you know that prior to Pose that Dominique Jackson actually played on Christopher Street TV? <laughs> Isn't that something? And if you didn't know this part, written, produced, and starring yours truly. Number five, <laughs> police use a 19th century, the police use a 19th century masquerade law to arrest people dressed in drag. Many men dressed as women were locked up on charges of masquerading and indecent exposure in, at the National Variety Artist Exotic Carnival and Ball held at the Manhattan Center in 1962. Police and detectives herded the costume guests into police wagons in front of the ball. Ain't that a damn shame. Number six. On the night of Stonewall riots, police barricaded themselves inside the bar. After midnight, on an unseasonably hot Friday night in 1969, the Stonewall Inn in New York City's Greenwich Village was packed when police officers entered the bar. As they began making arrests, patrons started to resist and push back. What, what ensued was an uprising that would launch a new era of resistance and revolution. Close to 4 a.m. on June 28, 1969, the mob of protesters outside the Stonewall had grown so large and unruly that the original NYPD raiding party retreated into the Stonewall itself and barricaded themselves inside. Some riders used a parking meter as a battering ram to break through the door. Others threw beer bottles, trash, and objects are made impromptu firebombs. Fire Can you guess who threw the first thing, y'all? Miss Marsha P. Johnson, baby! Number seven. Organizers of the first gay pride parade opted for the pride slogan over gay power. The Stonewall riots made clear that the LGBTQ movement needed to be loud and visible to demand change. Five months after the riots, activists proposed a resolution at the Eastern Regional Conference of Homophile Organizations in Philadelphia that a march be held in New York City to commemorate, to commemorate the one-year anniversary of the raid. Their proposals was on an annual march on the last Saturday in June with no dress or age regulations. That was our seven incredible facts about Pride. And we'll be right back. What's up? For you niggas, it ain't nothing. For you hoes, I got too many problems of my own to be worried about yours. Bill collectors, when I blow up, you'll get it. For my dogs, the last fight out of here? Yes, sir. You might have to go straight to the airport. 
don't have no luggage. I'm, I'm rolling. But it's better for you to go home than not have luggage. No, it's not. It's not. Because where y'all coming out there? What's well, it like to send your luggage? Well, that was pride. <laughs> I hope I shared some information with you guys that really enlightened and inspired you. I have so many incredible pride memories. My very first pride was here in New York and it changed my life. I actually met Patrick Ann Polk, um, Jensen Atwood, Daryl Stevens, and the incredible Rodney Chester. I remember seeing, you know, the hit show Noah's Ark. And I was so inspired and I was so excited because there was a show that I could see people like me in it. And that moved me. Prior to that, there was only Queer as Folk. And with Queer as Folk, you know, which was a great show, the only character I could relate to was Justin. And Justin was also a young, rich white boy. Dwight Allen O'Neill, coming from Little Rock, Arkansas, was a product of you know, a single parent home. And I was in the Big Apple on a scholarship trying to create my greatness and make it happen. But I must admit that, you know, meeting Patrick and Polk and seeing Noah's Ark, I was so inspired and I was so excited about being a Black gay man in New York. And I remember pride after pride after that, just really embracing myself and eventually transitioning into public figure and having the opportunity to create some of these magical moments Shouts out to organizations like Impulse who are doing such an incredible job at creating experiences that are based on advocacy. Having the opportunity to be a part of World Pride and help plan events, a yacht party, a parade, and being a part of an incredible team that really was trying and successful at making a difference within our community was just unbelievable. And I'm getting goosebumps, even reminiscing and walking down that path and speaking to you about it. So if you've never attended a Pride Parade, this might not be the year to go because you know COVID and all. But next year, I think things going to open up. Um, I ain't going to talk about the fact you got to be vaccinated, do everything in New York. But, you know, down here in Dallas, we open, open. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. I do just want to say um, thank you for being here with me today and happy pride to you. And this was another episode of shoulda, coulda, woulda live from Dallas, Texas, light and love. God bless you. Uh Oh, that's all we got for today's episode of shoulda, coulda, woulda. 